My God, it went everywhere. Did it really? Oh yeah, that's all right. We're just gay. It's live, pal. <laughs> we roll with it. Smells great. Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward are in the Southwest United States. They're on their way to Bixby, but a big problem comes in their way. It's movies for guys who like movies. This week, it's Tremors. Perfection. A scorched outpost in the middle of nowhere. You know how close I am to leaving this place right now? How close? Maybe that's why Val and Earl decided to leave town. Hey, hold up. That's Edgar Deans. They just picked the wrong day to do it. Jeez. You guys better get the hell out of here. There's a killer on the loose. safely say as children we love this movie mm-hmm. right very I'm, fun so welcome to the pocket it's movies for guys like movies i'm william rankin joined by jason keesler hey how's it going charlie stabile happy to be talking about tremor yeah finally a movie that's good we're here on monster vision yes so <laughs> nice jason. for for halloween for special we're bringing back monster vision back from the old days on was it T- was it was that was a tnt right 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 Joe Bob Briggs. Right. And this is perfect because Monster Vision didn't always have a monster movie. No. This is truly a monster movie in every sense of the phrase. Before we get into the movie, that's one thing I missed. I watched a lot of Joe Bob Briggs on YouTube. Really? To, and Friday I'm, the 13th stuff? I miss, like, that's one thing about local TV that I, I miss is having a, a horror movie, like your weekend guy who has his own persona and it's very cheesy oh, and yeah. then popping in between it and he was so good yeah and you wouldn't think he'd be and the only other thing I know him from is Casino right mm-hmm. yeah he's got that bit part in Casino but you know he's just like he, this was a character he played yeah yeah he wasn't really like a redneck kick or anything like that but uh, what what he did and he provided a lot of great information mm-hmm. uh, and it's all on YouTube and you look it up uh, he claims Friday the 13th is a better movie than uh, Casablanca which is always one of my favorites <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's a like, good argument I understand that's crazy. Argument. It's crazy. But yeah, 
Um, but yeah, it's we were excited to do this just because for Halloween, you know, you can go a traditional route with Halloween and stuff, but this harkens back to, I guess, more of a again, like you know, monster movies are can be so badly executed, terribly, terribly oh, yeah. executed. This is just one that happens to work, and maybe it's because there's also a tremendous backstory. It's, it's almost like I dare I say it's the little movie that could. It is that found a way to, and that's what makes it charming. Because there's a, this movie is incredibly charming. Oh yeah. So let's just let's we're gonna have to we're taking a lot of chunks out of this elephant here as we go along. So Ooh. let's talk about this. who we got in this. This is Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. As we said, they play a couple of just I guess handymen, handymen. in the Southwest. We are handymen. Right. Yeah. Literally, I, <laughs> I felt like at one point we had already watched this movie with the septic tank scene. Oh, I was right. like, man, this is it's like uh, ready to rumble. It is. I was like, especially because that was it. done better. Well, yeah, but you like <laughs> this is interesting. You think <laughs> it actually serves the story? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And that's it. We're fucking leaving. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, they are just uh, what I like is that in this as we go through this plot, we're gonna you know divert off this and talk about things that we think about with the movie and everything with backstories and stuff. What I like is that right off the bat, these would be in an ordinary or classic type of movie like this. These are two guys that would get wiped out. Yeah, in the first twenty minutes of the movie, maybe the, even less. You don't like them, guys, or maybe they're the ones that create the problem, create mm-hmm. the issue that now we're gonna have a big monster throughout this movie. Instead, these are our heroes and. They couldn't be more likable for minute one. They're yeah. instantly likable guys. There, there is such a chemistry with them. And it, it's not just them. It's it's all the characters in the movie. It truly feels like these people have been together for years. Right. There are lots of little moments where uh, there's a character interaction that's sometimes very subtle. And it's just like, well, that's just something they do. Right. Like when he flips Kevin Bacon's hat at the end of the movie. Sure, yeah, totally. Like, they fuck with each other. And it's it's a great little feeling. Yeah, it's part of the charm of the movie. Right. It's It's a a small town movie. Yeah, and it's a contained monster movie. You don't have a huge population to worry well, about. And I, and I well, think we can get into that. And yeah. I think that's and that's a lot of movies are smart. Like like John Carpenter's a thing is brilliant because mm-hmm. you're in a very remote place. Mm-hmm. And this like they there's so many ways where they make it so like oh that makes sense why they would uh, yep. you know, yeah they, totally the there's so many really smart yeah like, I like movies that set up certain rules or, or guidelines and they adhere to them yep you know like because a lot of movies break their own rules. Tremors was never like that. No, 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 no. It's very intelligent. So just the thing that's, well, maybe this is a cliche of characters like this, but it works. These are guys who, you know, they're good at what they do, but Mm -hmm. there's no way they want to keep doing it. They They want to do something more. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's great. And Fred Ward has an arc that he's trying to give to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Which I never picked up on until like two times ago when I watched it, which is you have to have a plan. Yeah, he's always talking about a plan. The mm-hmm. entire Kevin Bacon never has a plan What's weird, until the end. What's very fascinating about that relationship wow. is, for, yeah. as a kid, I, I got never, a goddamn plan. I, I I looked at them as equals, like buddies, and said it's like a mentor and a protege. Right. Yeah. And no, it is. And because I never thought until, like, of course, I saw more Fred Warburton. I was like, man, this guy, is, this guy is old. This guy's done a lot of yeah, he like, was right stuff and things like 45, that. 45, 50. When yeah. He was. And Bacon was obviously like in his 30s. Late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his heyday. I mean, he yeah. is huge at this point. Now, but my first memory of this movie is the video store. 
uh, you know, you used to walk by people our age and we'd see the covers of movies and you, know, you can't judge a movie by its cover. You can absolutely ju judge this movie by its cover because that thing jumped out at you. Yeah. yeah. That great thing was, that was the poster. It told you everything you needed to know. The tagline was, they say there's nothing new under the sun, but <laughs> under the ground. <laughs> yeah. And just what the hell? <laughs> and the big, and I love it too, because almost every Tremors poster has um, the Graboid, and it's a complete misrepresentation of what they actually look like. Yes. Yep. They do not have teeth. No. But it's a great image. Right. And it got me interested, uh, which is where this movie was a huge hit. This movie failed at the box office. That's not true, though. Well, hold on. It broke even. Kind of. 16 million 16 compared million to 10 on, that it cost. 16 million on a 10. Okay. But, that's still a 60%. But they looked at that as, oh, we wanted it to do more. And then they didn't know how to market it as a comedy or a horror, which no one knows how to market a comedy horror movie. But this movie made its budget back three times just on video alone. And that's why the sequels went direct to video. Right. Because they thought that the audience was only for video. But this movie was constantly played on USA Network. Yep, and Sci-Fi Channel. Sci-Fi early. That's what I saw. That's the first thing I saw. That's where I first saw it was on USA. Sci-Fi ran it under. Yeah. Yeah, and I think my first copy of this movie, and the second one for that matter, was from the USA Network recording, which is heavily edited because something that you don't hear much about, this movie was originally rated R, and you can see that in the overdubbing. You know, the mother humpers, can you fly, you sucker? It's fucker. And this movie would have been so much better had the original... Yeah, it doesn't detract, though, I don't... Oh, no, it doesn't. It adds kind of to the charm. It just adds to the... Well, because, yeah, because they seem... Since they're small-town, you don't necessarily think of small-town people using language like that. Right. This is a weird town, though. Sure. Oh, sure. They got one Asian Population 14, which I want to get into. There are people unaccounted for. Yes, there are. Uh, Melvin's parents. <laughs> well, I've like, always wondered where I they counted were. the 14. I was trying to figure out, like... Give, give us two. All right, so in the movie, you're going to see it's, it's, it's Perfection... Perfection yes. Valley. It says Population 14, so let's rack them off. We got the, our two guys. Okay. Kevin Bacon. Um, Kevin Fred Bacon, Ward. Fred Ward. We're going to be introduced to Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre. It's four. Chang, the yep. Victor Wong. Victor Wong. There's the other guy. I don't... I, Nestor? I Nestor. Nestor. The Mexican dude. There's... The, that, uh, there's two. Uh, well, there's going to be two Mexican... Miguel. Is that's, that that's yeah, Miguel? The Nestor and Miguel. Okay. There's a guy on the telephone pole. Does Edgar. All. Yep. Damn, you even know the guy who's dead from the get go. I was I was actually like thinking about this. No, hold on, Ron A. I've probably seen this more than any movie I've ever okay. seen in my life. So yeah. Lady and her little girl. That's ten. Right. Yep. The sheep. Um, the sheep farmer. Nancy and Mindy. Yeah. Uh, that's she, old Fred. Eleven. Yeah. Then the kid. The annoying. Melvin. Kid, Melvin. Twelve. And then Doc and his wife. That's fourteen. You're right. That's 14. The people that get killed in the... You're right. I, I never noticed that. Wait, wait. Hold on. I, I thought they were just... No, I thought they were the docks in the town. Or, they lived there. They, they lived Because they had the trailer. They were trying to build a house. But they I thought had they were the trailer. Well, that leaves out Melvin's parents. So where the fuck is Melvin living? Maybe Melvin was a runaway. Maybe he's just a punk-ass kid. God, he plays that part so well, too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Just a little different. I'm just like, part of yeah, me is like, uh, Rhonda's not from the town. No, nope, so nope, she's, she's not going to be on the town. Count. No, no, no. No. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. Never noticed that. But, um, so, just, again, I don't know. Do they ever say what their aspirations are? They just want to move to Bixby, and, uh, and what was it? Earl has a line, Fred Ward, about finding better employment. I remember he said something mm. like that. Find us some real employment. What I think about that is in movies, like typically like there's the buddies always like, like let's talk about men at work. Cause men at work, 
uh, about the same year. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day we'll do that on the podcast. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't. It, it's a. I like. I love Men at Work. This movie kind of, in in some ways, is parallel. Obviously, in some ways, it's very divergent. Right. But let's talk about in Men at Work. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez are garbage men, but they want to open a surf shop. That is their end goal to do that. Yeah, that they we, have something. Yeah. What I love about this is there is no plan. We just want to do something better. For a guy who's always talking about, you need to have a plan. Right. Right. We well, don't know. Right now his plan is get out. Right. That's the but plan. There's and they never are motivated enough to leave. Well, and they are. But then that one thing, because they, they this well, small town, they see that one person, so they're used to helping him. And then they go and they get stuck because there's the line. We picked the wrong day to try to get out of this place. We just decided to leave this place just one damn day too late. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that sets it off is that septic. You know, when mm-hmm. they're like, you know, I, like I love the smash cut scene where it's uh, Bacon says, oh, come on, Earl, this is low. We have got to set our sights a little bit higher. And then it immediately smash cuts to them cleaning shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, yeah, these, these guys need to go. And because they, they're clearly intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's obvious, mm-hmm. but they seem to have gotten comfortable where they're living. I like because so it's somewhere in between these parts here where we go to we find we see Walter Chang's market, and this is where we get to introduce to everybody. Yeah. It's a great scene. Let's where, talk about that for a second. This movie is absolutely phenomenal when it comes to introducing characters very quickly, and you immediately know who they are and what their archetype. What is. their archetype is. Mm-hmm. The first time you see Bert, he's talking about. Hydroshock hollow points, mm-hmm. right? And so, so he's he, this guy's guns, right? And uh, you know, Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward being the handyman, Victor Chang owns the market. Uh, the first time you see the mother and her daughter, the mother's talking about um, selling selling pottery, mm-hmm. and her daughter's on the pogo stick. Yep. And the movie also sets up possible problems that the that they're going to come across later on the Pepsi based machine. on yeah the Pepsi machine yeah oh I think it's out what do you think right. like oh that's so good right yeah how they layer that out yeah we Melvin's and, a shithead of course Melvin no, that was the other one to say Melvin the annoying he bounces balls off cars and everything and that else. comes back yeah mm-hmm. yeah at just under nine minutes we get introduced um or well we've already seen her but this is when Rhonda almost is our first Graboid victim. So you it almost nine minutes. This movie. Without her, this movie doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Or that character. An outsider. An outsider who's a geologist. Right. Or yeah. size, size off. Basically, your exposition. You right. give us she exposition. Yeah, because she's the one who figures out that there's four of them. Yeah, because with her machines. Because of her machines. And apparently this is something I, I want to know, because you really like this movie. Oh. So what does movie. the... Why is the university constantly sending... Rotations of students out. Well, here. isn't this where they used to do uh, nuclear blasting? Let's see. This is in Arizona, so that's more New Mexico. It's. I thought this was no, 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 no. This is Nevada. Bi- well, Biz. I know Bisbee's in Arizona, so maybe they are in Nevada, and that's close to the border. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like, like, I'm here with Confidential. That's where uh, right. Kim Basinger's character is from. Yeah, yeah. They always say that, that this is Nevada. Uh, I, I remember is that. It, wait, is it Bixby or Bix- Bisbee? Bixby. 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 Because I was going to say, they talk about Bixby Bixby in all the other movies, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the third one, they go back to perfection. In fact, that's what it's called. Perfection. Yeah. Back to perfection. Yeah. So, so that's the way, that's, that's what I thought. Like, they were like testing, like, because, like, when they start talking about what they think this, this monster could possibly be, Kevin Bacon, uh, Val, he thinks that it could be uh, mutations caused by radiation. Well, th- that scene is genius because it seems like in a monster movie, it's obligatory. You have to explain it. But they one of the don't. things I love about this movie. And in the, they don't explain it. Well, feature it that was on the uh, DVD where they talk about they purposely did that. Yeah. So it's like, 
Alien. We're not going to tell oh. you. We're oh. not going to tell you. Which, We're gonna... That has a great payoff in the second movie mm-hmm. with, with Fred Ward still claiming that he thinks they're aliens. Yeah, I love that because it's a waste of time mm-hmm. and it ruins the mystique right. of, of what these things are. So I, I'm a big fan of the fact that they never explain. They just know that they need to survive. Right. Because mm-hmm. then actually... If, and no if, one if, wants to not kill them. Yeah. Because that becomes a problem later in the series. And, and, uh, and, and that's a typical thing. In, in any type of monster movie, we somebody wants to keep yeah. it and make money off oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, see, they already got the dead one. Yeah. So they don't care. Like, and I Found love that, the ass, man. Yeah, I love that, that part where the, the Graboid's tongue or whatever that is... Has wrapped around the axle of the car and they oh, pulled it right. off. That is so great if you don't know what these things look like. Right. That's which leads to one of the best lines in the movie when they go, "There must be a million of them." Mm-hmm. Oh, just one. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a great line. But where where <laughs> Walter goes, I'll buy that from you, and he buys this thing. Oh, a man with a plan. Yeah, uh, there's a man with a plan, <laughs> and he's telling pictures of it. He well, he pays them fifteen bucks. Okay, so let's right. just look at this for math. He pays them fifteen bucks. There are fourteen people in the town, so minus him, they're thirteen. So if every one of them pays him three bucks to get their picture taken with that snake monster, he's made like a killing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like it's in terms of the fifteen dollars. Yes, <laughs> and it's just this fun thing because then they have the line, "Well, he's not getting this for fifteen bucks." Yeah. With the big <laughs> hey, like, wait, where do those roadside workers live? Where do those? Obviously. Do you yeah, think I don't so? think they because they're not. That's they're, a hell of a lot they of don't know their travels names. to yeah, just they be don't right on their names. Right. It's not like there's another road, asshole. Right. So, so that's the thing is they're because they well because they, they say are they blasting again? So who are they? Yeah, blasting. And, Who's blasting? blasting and then they're blasting, and then these are just state employed workers. I, you know, apparently they're not like our state where you just start driving, then you get this sign that says "in road maintenance" and the road degrades to. Barely dirt. <laughs> These right. people are hurt because this is the only this road. This is the only so, road. So they would and take that's care. Important. Yeah, it is. And it's, I don't mind that. Like, it makes sense. Everything, I will say, as crazy as it sounds, everything makes sense in this movie. Mm-hmm. I would right. say, to a fault, give, it, everything give it, makes Given its own rules. Right. Everything makes There's sense. There's nothing wrong with that. Right, so no, no, I think that's great. I think in terms of time, it is at 16 minutes we get the first actual on screen victim. That's, the, that's um, Fred, the sheep. Awesome scene. I love yeah. his fedora. I, I, love, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love it's the Spielberg way of doing it, which is to uh, the opener, please. Mm, I was Thank like, my I don't. I can say it on there. Uh, we're live, pal. Yeah. They don't show exactly what the monster looks like until yeah. about forty-five minutes. It's smart. Yeah. Oh, it's great booking. Good booking. Good booking. Good booking. <laughs> well, it is. It's great. It's, it's it's Road Warrior Animal. And I always forget that they don't know they're under the ground. Mm-hmm. They think they're on top of the ground. Yeah, they, well, think, they it's think it's a killer. killer. They yeah, think it's awesome. Yeah, some kind of killer on the loose. <laughs> that dude heads off. Who? I'm not kidding. Chase that dude yeah. up and waited for him to die. <laughs> Here's some Swiss cheese and some bullets. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, so basically what they decide to do... Uh, there's no cell phones at the time. Nope. They've been a variable coverage area anyway. It ain't going to help. Oh, it ain't going to help. No. No, no, no. They need to get to Bixby. They need someone to come out. So they decide to send uh, Val and Earl uh, on horseback. Right. Uh, which is a really good well, idea. Well, first they go out on they go out on the, they go out on their truck well, and they oh, see yeah. the road is blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They see the road is blocked. And they see that you know another death has happened. <clears throat> uh, I've always loved the Dr. Death. Dr. Death. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. It's great. I love them bearing the car, and I love the way... Because this is a first-time director. I love the way that the headlights go out. I, I want to even get deeper. Like, this, the dialogue... His, he says his first line is, I'm dead. 
Like to foreshadow, like because he's he's tired. From oh working. yeah, he yeah. says I'm dead, and he says like you know the he talks about the best look will be looking up at the stars. Like he makes, and you will be oh, yeah, six yeah. feet under pal. You're gonna get it. They're going in. It's well, really <clears throat> everything in this is the whole reveal of the creature is great because it's the, the tentacles. It's one of my favorite scenes, probably my favorite scene in the movie. The tentacles actually. on the window because mm-hmm. you get the yeah. the. It's actually little scary bit for a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's kind of fun. Of there are parts of this movie that are scary, especially if you saw this as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those kinds of movies. <clears throat> now, um, it was on the, the the with the road being blocked was when we. We get our, we, it's. I think it's it's before this scene, but we got the the tentacle I grabbed on. Remember, you got your caught on something. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm I not am. hung up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it and we find out it's it's a grab wood, right? That's where Stumpy comes from, right? Because they Stumpy. Up. Is that where it's Stumpy? That's Stumpy. Okay. Yeah, that's the final grab wood. And so, like, this is where some of the comedy comes in. Like, instead of like, what I love is that they're freaked out for all of like five minutes, and they're like, "Let's take pictures with it." Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, but I'll tell you, well, it's not laughing. Clearly, it's dead. It's Bert. <laughs> Bert is ready, and 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 we have to talk about that character because um, yeah, you texted me about it. We'll get to that scene. I'll talk oh, about. Oh, it. oh okay. All but right. I, they check now. If I'm not mistaken, they check out pretty soon for a good. 20 to 25 They go minutes. looking yes. for evidence. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, when you when you consider about where this series went afterward, it is a little strange not having Burt around for a substantial right. period of time. But, that, man, casting him and Reba McIntyre together, they, they're so well. Oh, together. totally, they, yeah. They fit perfectly. All right, so I think it's full that... Um, they they take the horses because they can't they can't call out. Uh, it's a great scene again. Anytime the town gets together, I love there's those. so many things where they're able to explain what's happened and what's going to happen. What yep. happen, has to happen next? That's just again we're throwing stones. And it doesn't at forget our to be funny, right? Because Bert's talking about having guns and stuff, and you can just very very barely hear Kevin Bacon under his breath, just Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> like they're great. That's such a great. Uh, it's not ADR either. That, that's no. He, he says it. Yeah. Um, so. They take the horses because now they're going to ride horses out into or to, you know, to go get help. Which is what they said. It's like what thirty something miles, something like that. Yeah, it yeah, would take it a while. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Minute thirty three, <clears throat> we get full on graboid. We finally get to see the full on full on graboid. This is like the Mister Skin, but for trimmers. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Bandit whines for it. Oh, and um. <laughs> Um, and the fucking thing kills the horse. Yeah. Oh yeah. One Talk gets about away. That. Yeah. Jesus. One horse gets away. The other one, that horse is dead. Yeah. And yeah, they're under the goddamn ground. Mm. Like, which is a scary thought. You know. Oh god. If yeah. There were monsters under the ground. Right. Yeah. And I never liked that. The, which and critics called them worms. I never liked that. Other than the sl- fact that they they burrow. Yeah. What, this is where it becomes. This is where it becomes brilliant in the scripting is the fact that they set it in a valley where the soil is naturally soft to where they right. could easily travel. Mm-hmm. That's, That's thirty miles an hour. Or it's whatever. Brilliant because it's it justifies like where they're at because. Um, that's why the goal becomes get to the mountains, get to the mountains. They yeah. can't travel. That's great. We figure that yeah. out later. It's great. Yeah, uh, this first kill is so fucking cool. Yeah, it's a complete accident. The way it's shot with the, I love. I mean, I love the hump. Right. I've always been fascinated by that. But what I also love is when shit's falling down behind them, like the little posts. One, yeah. two, three. Yeah. yeah. And they make that jump, and the thing just collides into that concrete wall. 
Which was where we get the first F, the one and only F bomb. Some cool, all right, some cool things with the grab. With I love the Evil Dead camera that they use. Yeah. I they, thought they I was wondering if you were going to bring the cam. They yeah. don't overdo it. They, they I use, love how it's dead, and dormant, then, and then it flips up. Right. I've always liked that. It's really and, cool. Technique. And that's another thing I want to talk about because this is the first time I notice it for real. This movie has a fantastic score. Score and I was gonna say the sound the sound design. Tra- yeah, oh, the sound design, the way the graboids sound. They're, oh, it's incredible. They give them two different sounds. All right, so the first couple times you see the graboids, they basically do psycho. They use the psycho right. shower mm. soundbite for that uh, for their reveal. But then it becomes almost like this water spigot sound. Mm-hmm. Any other time they pop up, it's like right sound almost rattles. Right, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of violin. Right, right. That's the psycho one. That it's weird. That's when they that goes find old Fred. Right, and then that goes away, and then it becomes that spigot source. But it's fine. I don't mind because we before we haven't seen them. Right. Then we have. So now, like, it's almost like I guess music with tension. Right. That's his music buffs out there. But what's great, what's awesome is when they kill that first one. That could be the end of the movie. Yeah, they think it's over. They think it's done. Uh, this is where this is what's great about the Rhonda characters because she immediately goes to her seismograph, and we're like, "No, there's three more that are out there." Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, this scene. Like I had forgotten about this scene until we saw it. When they the, they eventually have to retreat because there's another one that comes upon them. Mm-hmm. They have to get to a rock, and they end up the pole vaulting. I love yeah. the pole vaulting. The, the only thing that the only thing that's ridiculous to me is the the score with it. It's oh. a little too jokey yep. for. It's almost like oh, I like it. It's lighthearted. It's very um, circusy. Fred Ward has one of the best lines in the movie about Tammy Lynn Baxter. <laughs> she do much pole vault. Like, oh, he is so good in this movie. And the, when he first tries to do it and fails miserably. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. <laughs> when they get in that truck, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon punches. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, I've always <laughs> loved that, and nobody ever talks about that. It's he so actually funny. punches one of the tentacles. Yeah, the, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, and the fact that it reels back. Yeah, and it makes a sound effect too. Yeah. Punch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. The only part I don't like about the truck scene is um, when she hits the gas. How the fuck is she driving? Well, it's not even that. If there's a, uh, a, a like an upshot of the truck driving away and it's perfectly driving on the paved when well, that's not paved but the, on the dirt the road. dirt road right yeah like and there's even a little turn that it makes I'm like she yeah. can't see shit no okay. no 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 but what's great is like so now by this point we have gotten to like I'd say forty minutes it's about forty five minutes into the movie. We're halfway done with this yeah. sucker almost. I mean we're pretty. Yeah. M- it flies. Yeah, that's what's great about. It. All right, so. We get back. We're once again like uh, back in the town. I think at this point they get back to the town. So this is yeah, another one of those scenes. Yeah, and it's great. The classic smorgasbord scene. This yep. is the or, the the origin. What is the origin scene? And we never really know. It's so really fucking good. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it doesn't. If matter. we were really in that moment, we would, would you not give, a, give fuck? a shit. No, yeah. no. no. Well, I mean, because no. that's another thing too. Is if you know where something comes from, you you should know how to kill it because you know its source. I mean, in some way. Right. So if you don't know shit about it, that's what makes aliens so good. Yeah. And, um, and to piggyback off of that, the same two guys who did Alien, who designed the Alien, the Xenomorph, did uh, right. the Graboids. That's right. Mm. That's yeah. right. So it's at this point now, which becomes a really good, uh, really fun part of the movies when the Graboids come to town. I love that. It's so good because. Melvin is is the one who uh, sets it up. I really wish. Boom, see, boom. I like it. They need. I, I. It's like they. It's too quickly resolved to where it's like they. Because since he's done it so many times, 
by the time he actually does it, they they don't they brush it off like oh he's just joking. Yeah. You know he's just there's not something really out there. I wish that had been lengthened longer because okay. it's so quickly. Re- oh, okay, he's being for real. He's up. Well, there, I love he's the reveal. He's up there on the sure. pole. It's like oh shit. I just. It, it, if anything, well, what more, time, like? more time between that, between when Fred Ward's like, ah, oh, he's just fucking around. And then when oh, we before actually, they actually go look for him? Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's instantly resolved. Like, And then again, I think we all would have wished Melvin would have eaten it. Like, yeah. that would have been great. Yeah. Because he That's sucks. But, but it's just his character. It's just the way the character's you know, mm-hmm. written for He's him, that really. piece of shit. But he's not like a, he's not an adult. Right. So I don't think you can kill him. Right. And keep the. Oh, That's sure. Of course. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I know. That's why I love the movie Feast. What's the town scene I love is like again getting back to heroes are in a tree keep throwing rocks at them right there are so many more obstacles that are stacked upon them mm-hmm. where it's like it's the vibrations you gotta stop moving yeah. don't move don't, don't talk. talk don't talk you know things we of gotta that whisper way. that's why when we when we were introduced to the, po- the girl Pogo sticking like the me- most gruesome death in the movie oh. I, that thing used to terrify me and it's because of Victor Wong's face and the trickle of blood that's coming out of his nose mm-hmm. right. it's great yeah so it comes up in the market in well, the, because of the Pepsi machine the, the Pepsi, Pepsi. It's a well, I, also, I just want to talk about before they walk into the, the, the market I love this effect of the uh, the floorboards the, the floorboards like, like how the hell they do that like yeah. it looks so good yeah so like piano keys yeah they like piano keys what I I absolutely loved watching the making of. They built that entire fucking town. Yeah, from the ground up. Nothing was there before. They built all of that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. So then you can gimmick it. They gimmick the fucking place of. Okay. Right, so exactly, and then to be able to retract to do multiple takes. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Like that is so cool because nowadays it would be either one and done or we're going to do it in post. Yeah. Right? And then that's what's really, um, really. But anyway, like as we were saying, like the obstacles mount because then it's like, okay, we get to higher ground, great. But then it's like the the graboids are starting to test. Because they get smarter, yeah, and that makes us get smarter. And we don't even know why they get smart. No, it's just in it their natures. It's just hash. Just well, it doesn't necessarily mean because it's not that they have been stupid. No, no, it's, it's just they're adapting. Like, but like, they're figuring it out. They're mm-hmm. testing out the buildings, mm-hmm. and uh, this doesn't have foundation. And then. So now we have to get back to Bert and Heather because they're they're coming right. back. Right. And they have to get the walkie, which it's a little scene, but I always liked it, like them holding Kevin Bacon as he's oh, it's great. Yeah, going totally. down to grab it, and and Bert and Heather have no idea what's going on. Nope. But Heather sees everybody on the roof. Right. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's weird. And then like this is probably the most famous scene from the movie. Right. And as a kid. And probably still now. It's probably still my favorite scene. But the, when you texted me that, yeah, I've had thoughts about it, too. So let's unpack it here. It's We're inside Bert and Heather. I, forget, I always Bert forget Heather. her name. Because uh, Bert and Heather's name. Bert and, uh, Bert and Heather are down in their bunker. Because, mm-hmm. you know, why not? If you've got them, use them, right? If you have a shitload of guns and you got a big fucking beast. But we don't know that they have a shitload of guns. I love the reveal. That's what makes it okay with me. Mm-hmm. Is because it's used for a comedic effect. Right. Because his character is made up as a joke. Oh, and, totally. Yeah. In 1990. In 19... Yeah. Here's yeah. the... Here, all right, so... What ends up the scene ends up being is they see one of the graboids go because what is it he she starts doing something with the bullets I don't the, know yeah they're mixing up their they're sorting out gunpowder or something and it starts shaking it's loud so the graboid hears it goes towards mm-hmm. which I don't know how they did that where they show the shot of the graboid actually like coming out of the ground a little and going back down from the making like, of what they sound like they do is they actually built a, a track oh. and then they would they they put like dirt loose dirt on top so that it would easily. 
go in like they're basically tow. I don't know how they towed it though. If you're if it's in the yeah, shop, it's just like, it's really strange. Yeah. But yeah, but that sound triggers them, but only triggers one. Right. Only one goes because well, the others are. It's like that. I think the others are hunting the other people. Like they still hear them. Right. Kind of making them. So it's like you know. Okay, I'm gonna go check this out. So yeah. At right. this point, there's still three. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear how they communicate. Wouldn't that be fun? The trip the grab boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Be totally. Do awesome. you think they even know they exist? Like to each other. Like, do you think they're self-aware? That'd be amazing. Like, what if, like, what if they ever ran into each other? You know, have you ever looked at the uh, button on your shirt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the second button makes or breaks a shirt. Oh man. The, uh, one thing that was just to get back before this is when you see when you see Michael Gross's character talking to them, and they're in his very organized shop. At first, you see the the plate board, and you see like all the tools with the outlines, and it's hanging up on the board. And everything so that when that scene comes, it's like he's the comedic effect is like it's so I it's thought hysterical. It's they basically so the fact that it's Reba McIntyre and the guy from Family Guy. The dad from Family Guy. The ultra liberal dad from Family Guy. In the context of this, so these are their build is basically the, the stereotypical people that expected the bomb to be dropped. Yeah. Right. They're survivalists. So, right. And they have because they have an electric fence around their bunk their house bunker, which is all concrete. And right. they claim that they chose perfection because of the geographic isolation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that they'd be left alone. So they end up um they end up in their bunker. And Val is like screaming at them. Kevin Bacon's really good in this scene. Yeah. He's like, they're coming for you. They're coming right now. And Bert and he- like Bert's just not believing it. Right. And then he starts Who's to coming. He- yeah. And then he starts to hear the rumble. Right. And it's a great little effect of like the the uh the tool the thing you put tools on starts stretching out. Mm-hmm. Right. And man, that thing comes through Which, and that is a miniature. That is that is a miniature. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I love miniatures. Yeah, oh yeah. And you hear Jesus Christ and you think they're dead. <laughs> and then very comedic and then Fred Ward puts his head down like, oh, they're dead. And then you hear this loud oh gunshot. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And it's just could they kill this thing with a gun? And then what do oh, we yeah. see? Or several? I mean, it is a shitload of guns. Like, yeah, it yeah. is an incredible... Because they run out of bullets. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and look at their wall. There are guns everywhere. Which is like the tools. Everything has got its place. And right. the outline for the gun. And it's funny as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, we get... Bird almost gets eaten. Mm-hmm. And Heather has to uh, help him there. Uh, I love the the blood spatter of the Graboid getting oh, yeah. shot. Like it is, it is taking a beating. Yeah, but it keeps trying to come at them. And What's just, it? Remember Resident Evil Two in that game where like you know you have there's like a giant gator. And yeah. You have a machine gun. That's what it reminds me. You have to keep just throwing just shit at it shooting. until you shoot a gas tank to where it finally blows yep. up or whatever. That's what it reminded me. It. Is, I think finally was it a. She uses a flare gun. He I uses, love the flare gun. He the music here is fantastic. And he gets the elephant gun because he goes. Yeah. There's everything on the wall, and then there's like the glass case. The, the gun we shall not speak of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We can't use. No. 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 We're using and those shells are fucking huge mm-hmm. yep. yeah now what I text you alright so watching this watching this scene I kept thinking um, as a kid absolutely love this yeah mm. absolutely couldn't get enough of this watching in 2015 I couldn't help but think this is what people who like want to fight against people want to con- like create gun control laws this is the poster scene for you this is the reason why you would have this is why we need to have all these guns because who knows we could have some kind of threat like this and the only people that are going to survive it are these people, people who have people all the, the guns. guns right because when they outlaw guns only graboids will have guns that'll be Tremors 8 yeah, yeah. Tremors um, 13 yeah it's, it's not bad because uh, 
Yeah, as a kid, that's a discussion we used to have about um, guns in movies versus guns in real life. Yeah. Yeah, it's like guns in movies, perfectly fine. Love guns in movies. <laughs> but... Guns yeah, in, like because you once described it to me as it's almost like it's the way it is in movies. It's almost like it's a fictional uh, creation. Yeah, mm. I, it's a lightsaber. It's a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. It's a sword. I, uh, yeah, it's a ray gun. Yeah, but in real life, it, it's completely different. Right. Yeah, and uh, I, I look. I, I I feel similar. I see where you're coming from, um, but I'm okay with it because nobody takes Bert seriously. Uh, like it's he's always thought of as a joke, even throughout the entire series, even I'll, the last one, which is in our time. Right, they still look at him as a, as, as kind now, of. A I'll, I'll tell you what redeems. I didn't text you this. This is what redeemed it for me actually. For through the 2015 prism that we're looking through, when he gives Melvin a gun, it is oh what a classic. Yeah, and it doesn't have any bullets in it because. You know, even as ridiculous as this guy is, he's not. He's smart me. enough to know. Yeah. You don't give this kid a gun. Got you moving. That, I, I thought that was actually really, really good. Yeah. I really thought that was good. I never and again, at it like part of me though, I thought not, it was because kid was a piece of shit and he didn't care if he got eaten. Well, or not. it's I'm I not trying to get like thunderously political about it. It's just it's very different when you look at these scenes now mm-hmm. through what's happened. Sadly, in well, our, our uh, what movie was that? Planet Terror that Rodriguez did. Right. Good you movie. know the the part where, where if you watch the scene where the kids in the car and the things are coming and then the gunshot goes off and the kid dies. He shot that twice because he didn't know how he wanted to do it because I watched the making of that. And he's yeah. like, well, I want – he's like, it's sad in this weird point in this movie to do that. He goes, but that also shows that not everyone can just pick up – I don't want it to be like anyone just pick up a gun and be a badass. Right. I want there to be a con- lot of movies. I right. want it to be consequences. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. And so, again, I, it's it's a – it's a small tangent. I'm not going to go any further on. It's just it's it's one of those things as a kid when you see something and then when you get older and rewatch it, it takes on a different meaning. Yeah, it, takes, it can take on it a different. Can. It doesn't have to, but I'm just saying. All right, so um, welcome to the No Gun Rising podcast. This is <laughs> so just to give a timeline. So they come back at minute 56 is when they actually came. Like we see their Bronco. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's how long they were. That's how long they were gone. So they were gone wow. for about. 20 to 25, maybe even Which in this movie is a long time. Yeah, yes. because right now, if we're at minute 56, we have roughly, I'd say, 40 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's yeah. hour 35, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the final act is great because they, they slowly begin to, well, well, quickly, actually, they begin to figure out that they need to leave. Yeah, because they don't have an option. I love the graboids study the buildings and they start picking out the buildings that are the weakest to get people. And that's yeah, when they go left to the water tower first. <laughs> Why would they go after the water tower? Well, because it's that's probably the weakest building. That's the weakest structure, and there's sure. a, there's something on there to eat. I it's the shortest shelf in the grocery store. Well, Rhonda's not really moving around a whole lot. She's yelling. Yeah, yeah she is. She's but, yelling. And then, yeah. but, but I mean, I'm not gonna, just that's one thing I was. I mean, thinking. when the graboids eventually do get to the water is it tower, actually, they go right. to the ladder. Mm-hmm. How is it connected to the ground? Is it just resting on the ground? I think it's like a little in, end, like a mailbox. It's probably in like thirty feet. The water tower? Yeah, it's probably like 30 feet. I was going to say, I think the buildings are deeper. And that's oh, why absolutely. they would probably go for, they would be studying those first because mm-hmm. those are the first things they, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Science of gravity. Uh, we have to mention also, because we have not brought this up, there is a romantic subplot going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. W- between uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, Val, and, and, and Ron. It's neat because I think Fred Ward helps set that up. He does. Many it's really times. sweeps. Yeah. I love his little facial expressions. Yep. Yeah, he's just always, like when he's got the cigarette in his yep. mouth and he's just 
doing? By the way, I miss movies where people smoked just, you know, as much as I just went on, like, just you know, talking, you know yeah. don't shoot guns and smoke all the time if you want them, baby. Well, now people still smoke, but they're generally the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Only and bad the guys. Marlboro smoke. Reds, like the real man cigarettes. Well, that's what I love. That's another thing about their characters, Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. They're a yin and yang. One has the cigarettes, one has the lighter. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They set that up so early that these two guys are inseparable. Um, and they need each other to survive. Do you think the romantic subplot works in it? Yeah, uh, and it's really it's really because Val is set up to be very superficial. Yeah. And only care about you know a certain type of woman. Yeah. Which you know he gets chastised about with Fred Ward, and I, th- I find it more believable that he'd fall for her instead of her fall for him. You know, which yeah. you know, Kevin Kevin Bacon yeah. brings that up. But uh, it, there, there are a couple of little sweet scenes, like when he saves her, and then when he's like putting the the stuff on yeah, her legs. Yeah, she gets yeah. all nicked up. It's a yeah, cute yeah. little scene, no dialogue, just visuals. Uh, yeah, I mean, I buy it, and I think a movie like this uh, needs something like that. Do you think it works? Yeah, because this, you were notorious for the used car bit. But because I think that overtook a big part of the movie. It this became does, a focal point. This does not. This is just there. And then, because it's more like a flirtation at first, it's like, okay, here's a young, attractive person that's in this town. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and then here's another person that, here's a new person. It's not like, you know, Kevin Bacon's a young dude. He doesn't, you know, like, just what's going on? Why would a guy like that not go for any? But I don't think it take it doesn't overtake it. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be polite. Uh, go ahead. But, uh. Let I, loose. We're not polite. Well, no, but I didn't want to be gross. Um. One of the things... Michael Cross? Yes, exactly. Dad of family time. <laughs> Buff. <laughs> See, we did a lot of that last time. Um, but no, what I get is this, is, is since it's not the focal point, it's not like she somehow wanders off and gets herself put into an element of danger that jeopardizes everybody. This is it's a unit. It's just kind of there, and then after the graboid problem is resolved, then, I mean, it's right before the closing credits, then the movie kind of goes, okay... Here's a focus on this. That's why I think it works. If this wasn't such a big part of the movie, as apparently it was in used cars, this is not the first ending to this movie. There is another ending. Did you know that? To Tremors. I did. Oh, the alternate ending. Yes. I haven't seen that. You you watched the doc. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That ending, both endings are completely contingent on the romantic subplot. Yeah. What's the I'm trying one? to find out how this is really different from used cars, if you can help me out here a little bit more. Uh-huh. Because, to me, they are very similar. Mm-hmm. In fact, they are ridiculously similar because Kevin Bacon's actions in the movie become very contingent on what's going on with her. If she's doing this, I'm going to react he's this way because concerned he's concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's a romantic subplot. Kurt Russell in Used Cars is like in the limo realizing maybe this isn't the right thing to do. And maybe the right thing based upon how I was earlier with Luke is to go back and help save this car lot because that was the one and only thing. The one and only thing that this guy said he was going to do for that man no matter what. I think you've had too much to drink. I'm just saying there's no fucking he difference. He told me he was going to do this. I know. I saw it coming as soon as, <laughs> I saw as, it soon as he started. What do you think about their magic supply? I was like, I better get I, ready. I brought us here. I'm sorry. No, but okay. <laughs> to counter your point, okay, I think that Rhonda's character and the amount of concern that was shown to her by Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, Bacon Kevin Bacon, was Kevin about Bacon, Georgia. Bacon. That's right. That's a Duke Nukem line. That's right. I mean, kill a pig cop. Bacon, bacon. <laughs> All right. The, uh, 
that there was a that everyone else in the town they still had that level of concern for it didn't say i didn't see a separation between how he looked and was concerned about her even the shithead kid even the guy who was kind of dicky who got sucked in through the tire Lester Nestor Nestor they still had that same resolve <laughs> I also think you gotta get of that <laughs> no Nestor that's no good yeah, I know I I must, no I'm good I must sit on this tire <laughs> oh and I love that camera too mm-hmm. it, because it goes through the fence mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, how they did good. that yeah 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 like it, it goes right through the fence seamlessly and goes right up to Melvin and it's a great shot yeah but I also like. I think her character could have been a dude, without there having to be a romantic subplot, and you got the same thing out of it. Tremors. Yes, I think I think Ron's character still could have been a guy who Ron. still was still. I mean, <laughs> yes, Ron still had the exposition, um, would still provide that information, would still be someone that a I new think. One. Huh? A new one. That's supposed to be a guy. <laughs> Been a little different. <laughs> oh man! But the, I, I still think that that character. So I, that's why I don't think the subplot. It, it's just there. It's just kind of hinted at. It just kind of gives you something else to get through the movie. It's not the. I don't think it's the focal point. I'm like three quarters of the way in. I'm 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 with you. I know. I think you just want to do that to do. It's it. uh, no no. Their the their subplots in both movies mm-hmm. are very very similar. They're well, because the gravelites were eating all the cars. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have they had to have a clear mile. Of, that's right. They had to have a clear mile of graboids, or she was going to lose that. T- no, I I I don't see it similar, because in used cars, her character was introduced halfway through the movie. Halfway through the movie, and after we had already been established to them doing these other things. Like here's the thing, you're you're all focused on. He told Luke, "I'm not gonna let your brother get this car lot, right?" Right. So fine, but he goes and breaks several laws. Yeah. And doesn't has no regard of what's gonna happen to that car lot as long as he gets his political position. Then all of a sudden, here's this other element that's introduced way in that changes. Whereas Rhonda's in. What did you say? It's less than how many minutes into the movie? She's early on. Her character is established. Okay. They talk about, I know, oh, I was supposed to be a girl, where they pull off the road. Right there. We know something may be coming, but not halfway in the movie. The romantic subplot is not a huge part. It's not a massive part of used cars you know, at all. Uh, not, to, uh, not to keep this trend going, but Ron Underwood, the director of this film, his very next movie was City Slickers. And he did the same thing with Daniel Stern's character. Uh, with Helen Slater. Yeah, it's been a while, so go ahead and explain. Go ahead and, oh, go ahead and give me a little Well, they go on the cattle run, and, and they meet Helen Slater, and it's kind of hinted at that she might like Daniel Stern and he might like her, even though they really don't share a scene together. And at the very end of the movie, uh, he and her are sharing a cab. We have to show that he's moved on from Arlene, his, right. uh, his uh, wife. So... Yeah, yeah, that's a common theme. Uh, the, the one thing you haven't said yet that he said to me in, in an argument to what you said, which I'm more with you, believe it or not. Uh, um, I don't know what this, to think of that. This is uh, this is a, a common trope in movies that is, is is a cliche, especially if it's a guy movie. Yeah, because a guy is not is going to bring his girl to see a movie and she's going to want something right or at least this right. is what they think girls want you know like it's like becoming that thing where a girl only serves a purpose in a movie if she has like something to do with a guy mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing um but yeah and, I, and i'm with you on that like a lot of movies do this yes 
There are tons of movies tons that execute it the exact same way of used cars. It's not and a And we love them so very much, too. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Right, but I just didn't like used cars because of that. That's fine. You cannot like used cars. But then just trying to create an argument about that, to me, is completely unfeasible. It just doesn't funny. make sense. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, uh, You're like, it's almost like China. you... Big Trouble Little China did it. Now, see, here's what's cool about what Big Trouble Little China did. It's different. Here, here's, here's, what oh. the, here's, <laughs> here's the thing that's neat is at the end, instead of getting together, right, they, they he don't. says no. Right. And nope. He never can tell. You're not going to guess it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I guess I'll see you around. Never can tell. Perfect. Best final lines in a movie. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But in, in actuality, they, 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 they hint that later on they will get together at some point. I think point. that they But, do. yeah, of course. But of course. I like the... I like Not the according to that bullshit comic book you gave me, which was the... Hey, man. I, I, I didn't know it was going to be bad. It was supposed to be a present I mean, a thoughtful did gift. you look at it? I, the cover, I was like, whatever. I did you read, read it? it? No, 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 no. I mean, I appreciate the gift, but did you did you read no. it? These morons decided... All right, so... And you know what? That's for another podcast. You know, I don't. I, no, no, we're not going to get into big trouble, little China. Where are, where are we with Tremors? Um, and Tremors here. All right. So, so they come what? up with the idea that Bert and Heather need to get in their truck right. and drive and pick everybody up. Uh, which the Graboids, I guess, I have a, a link to the CB communicator because they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and they take so go out. Go get the girl. Go get the girl. <laughs> they, uh, I love Bert trying to shoot the Graboids as they're going towards the truck with mm. his gun. And they get the line about the penetration with the elephant gun. Yep. Shit. <laughs> but the movie is, is, is so good with swearing. Uh, but they, they take the truck out and then they just are trying to figure out what to do. And they get the idea to use what we saw earlier in the film, once mm. again, the cat, the cat, the caterpillar. Yep. And they're like, oh, there's no way that could work. It's got to be able to pull something. Uh-huh. Right. And I really like this. So it's, it's about four it's tons a, is what they yeah, well, th- There's no way they could lift. Well, it weighs more than, oh, what the hell? Something. I, it's, it weighs a lot. Right. They're like, how could they it's pull? In the how, it's, it's in the tons. It's in the tons. How, there's no way they could lift more than this. And... So then we get, okay, how are they going to... Like, this is a great little setup of what the next five or ten minutes are going to be like. How do we get to it? Because I love the little look, and they see that it's about a eh, hundred yards out. Yep. It sure is a long walk. Yeah. <laughs> a good line. Yeah, and uh, and then this is where um, Miguel becomes the most useful, because he gets the idea for the track. Man, he, he that was a swerve, because I remember... Like, yeah. I, 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 I thought they asked Melvin to do it, which is great. I thought he would go before... Won't because oh, Mel- oh he doesn't go yet. No, no. Do you know why does Michael Gross wear an Atlanta Hawks hat? He wears it through the whole series. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Is I, he from Atlanta? I, I, I've never Michael known. Gross? I actually, I actually did a, wrote a pause for. You. I'm gonna look that up. Well, okay. So talk to me. When when Tremors Five was coming out, they posted a picture of the new hat. Mm-hmm. Hey, the new hat, and I commented. I was like, a new Atlanta Hawks hat. And then Michael Gross liked it, so uh-huh. it was like the highlight of my day. <laughs> I mean, how ridiculous is it to have one of your main characters in a movie be like sentimental about a hat? Yeah, and it's it's a weird little thing, but um, yeah, he he wears these 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 Atlanta Hawks hats uh, through pretty much the whole series. Mm. Um, so th- they decide. Hold on, wh- what are you looking at? He's looking at where he was, he was born in Chicago. So maybe Man, they, they was never, supposed to be from Atlanta. They never explain it in the series. It's, why is it, I mean, like, it, it, sometimes it's good to not yeah, things I, about Yeah, I'm people. fine with it. No, something like that, part like, of I character. always want... Well, it's I, like Last Crusade had to explain why Indiana Jones wore his fedora. Mm-hmm. They had to explain that. Anyway. anyway. Right. So... I that was an, I, it, was, it was just... It's, it's a very distinct choice. Right. 
Mm. So it's either going to be Val or Earl. And uh, Earl claims that he's older and wiser. Mm-hmm. Val says, no, well, you're half right. Uh, and they do paper, rock, scissors, uh, to which... Which they do a lot in the movie. Which they do a lot in the movie. Val never wins at paper, rock, scissors. And he always draws a scissor while Earl draws a rock. And it even happens this time. This is the third and, I think, final time that they do this. So what happens then is that... Well, Val says, oh, the hell with it. I'm never going to beat him at paper, rock, scissors. So he elbows Earl in the gut and jumps off the roof. And he has, how far does he have to run? It's like 100 it's yards. It's like 100 yards. yards. Yeah, it's it's a long... What are you, what are you guys doing? Well, what, what I'm doing right now, this is what I'm doing. Oh, I'm still looking because I'm When he's I'm, doing I'm, that, I'm thinking it's not necessarily something related to Michael Gross. I'm just trying to look up and see how successful the Hawks were kind of in the late 80s to maybe warrant someone... Uh, Dominique's time had passed. He was, they, were, they were strong in the mid-80s, mid I believe. <laughs> More so. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. They set the tractor off mm-hmm. at the same time, and the tractor goes a run. Yep. And the Graboids chase the tractor while Kevin Bacon is running the other way. Yep. The tractor, of course, inevitably, is going to <coughs> flip over. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's this great shot of the Graboid, like, perspective turning and then diving into the dirt yeah and just coming for kevin bacon and it's great and the music's fantastic and it's building up and earl's freaking out and then they get the idea to have just kevin bacon stop yep just just don't move and he's got one grab one on one and one on the other and then Rhonda kind of contributes a little with uh hitting the tower yep with the water with the water yeah which gets them to finally go for the water tower I don't want to keep... No, no, it's okay. No, you're doing a good description here. It's, I mean, that's what, that's what happens. Yeah. They get, they, he gets in the cat. He ties up the... Uh, that was really distracting. <laughs> no, I'm getting back to my notes. Oh, he, he gets in the cat, uh, ties up the trailer, starts going to pick everybody up. The caravan from hell begins. The caravan mm-hmm. from hell. Yeah, and... Uh, nobody wants to be with anyone. No. No, everyone's kind of getting <laughs> And the reason I say that, everyone. we get the, the mutiny scene is at an hour and 21 minutes. With only 15 minutes. When they're on the 14, rocks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because everyone's for this idea. And <laughs> there's this, everyone's easy to pick up except Bert and Heather. Because they want to take all this shit. Yeah. And Kevin's got that great line about, Jesus Christ, we're only going nine miles. And he's packing all this fucking shit. So, yeah, then they, they're all in there. They're ready to go. They're heading towards the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yep. They and introduce then, the explosives. They introduce the explosives. Right. Uh, which, yeah, those are going to come in handy. Right. Yeah, totally. And uh, Graboids dig a trap. Yep. Which is so good. And, they, and honestly, they did set this up early in the movie when the, 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 he, Fred Ward trips in a... Go for a curry dog burl. Yeah. The same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's neat that the, there's, a, there's a bit of a callback to it, but it also shows, again, like how they adapt so quickly to mm-hmm. what's going on in their surroundings. Right. Because they can't pull the caravan underneath. Right, yeah, they they just can't do it. So they're gonna try to get them to to get out of it. Right. Uh, so then the idea for the bombs come in. Yep. They see this is a great part of the movie too. I don't right. know if you caught this. They see the rocks. These are the same rocks, the same cliff from the very beginning of the movie that Kevin Bacon was taking a leak off of. Yep. So it's gonna end right where it began. So they 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 throw the bomb. And it, the sound is so loud that it sends the graboids out. It actually hurts them. It's a great sound effect. It's a great... Oh, yeah, it's, it's tremendous. Right. And uh, they they do... What, Melvin doesn't want to go? No, no, they don't want to make... Because they're going to have to make a run for it. Right, which is awesome. That's a great callback. Because he's like, we got to make a run for it. And early in the movie, Earl's 
run for it. Running's not a plan. Obviously, the plan has failed, mm-hmm. just like Earl said. So they have to make a run for it. Right. So yeah, he gives him. He gives Melvin the gun. They throw the bomb, and they he- start heading for the rocks. And what's Melvin want to do? Of course, he wants to shoot he it right away. He wants to shoot at it. He just. It, <laughs> but what's he discover? No bullets. no bullets. There's no bullets. No bullets. <laughs> not at all. But it's crazy when they get to the rocks. I'm trying to think. Is the mutiny? Yeah, the mutiny mm-hmm. happens before the rest. Because like the, the whole bag of explosives gets blown up by another explosive by accident. Later so on, leaves only one. The mutiny happens before that because now they have they can't stuck. can't pull vault. No, nope. not nope. this time. And the mountains are way too far away. There's no way they're going to make yeah. it to the mountains. They try to come up with an idea, like, yeah. well, could we use the bombs? And Val's like, well, we'll need a hundred just to get to the mountains. He's like, there's no way we'll make it. Right. So they they realize they're stuck, and then Bert just gets it's, so fucking. And, and it's so weird. Which is a because, good argument that he makes. Oh, it is. Yeah. It, it, what's what's very fascinating is this type the mutiny scene in these type of movies happens usually thirty minutes earlier, right? Yeah, because that's what kills off usually the people that a are the Michael chunk. Gross character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ends up killing them off because we're like, look at that fucking. Idiot. If he had just listened, he would have yeah. been alive. A, yeah. That's what's neat is that it's it's out of place, but it works because you know I, I logically at this point under all the stress that people have been under, they're gonna get upset, they're gonna get pissed at each other, and, they're and it kind of looks. I mean, this is it. This yeah. isn't like a. They're, I'm just not listening. This is you fucked us over. Yeah, right. and then Bert proceeds to call them screw ups. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, even though they have been keeping it's, everybody It's funny. Alive. He really heals out to where oh, you're Bert, thinking. Bert absolutely heals Oh, he's out. going. He's, he's, he's dead. He's going next. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you. True. Sh- if it's, I, I don't even remember what it was like to see this the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. But I imagine that, yeah, I would have thought, oh, yeah. It's a movie that going. it continues to defy your expectations. Yeah. The entire movie. You think this, it goes this way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like that's why I love, like, the first thing we'll get into more about after we're done with the plot, the, what the writers are talking about is. Usually, the Val and the Earl characters are the guys that are the, they're the first guys we see get wiped out by the monster. Mm-hmm. What if they're the heroes? That's neat. Mm-hmm. So they're actually they're just the handyman. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like if if you really did tell Star Wars from the point of view of the droids, yeah. since they're oh, in wow. every movie, you know, if you'd done it that way. But anyway, so near mutiny, but then that's when they actually discover their next way to kill him which is great yeah because it's Bert's it's really his idea yeah I just go out there and let him take me down and I love Reba McIntyre's response good lord honey (laughs) (laughs) she sells that so her deadpan it's just so good for the whole movie because everything she says is very matter of fact Mm -hmm. here's this gun you don't want this like here's yeah she's not funny but she is funny right yeah And, and, and that's the best and that and then Fred Ward gets a plan yeah, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna throw rocks to lure the graboid in, while at the same time they're gonna fucking throw the bomb out and get it to take the bomb and explode. Which I was talking to you earlier about these little weird lines of dialogue to make it feel like they've known each other for years. One of my favorite fucking lines is Val. Oh jeez, you're not gonna do your lasso thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which, this, when was Earl have time to ever lasso? Did he try? I. Sh- was there is that a callback earlier in the movie? Did he? Tri- is there a scene with rope that he has where he does? Something? I don't think. So. I don't think so. I kept thinking there was. I'm trying to think where. I don't remember. I don't remember. But I kept. Thinking I don't remember Earl using rope before, but you get the feeling that he's done this before and he's terrible at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they throw they throw it out there. Graboid takes the bait. Yeah. Keep in mind, there's two left, 
and boom, it explodes, and it's awesome, and the guts and blood go Ugh. everywhere. Oh, that was so funny when it comes landing all over them. All yeah. over Melvin. Melvin's yeah. the one who eats it the most. He's the only one who's not pleased. Yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, we don't care, we got one. Yeah. Yeah, and boy, does this set up a cool little scene. Oh, God, yeah, because you think, okay, they do This it. is it. The movie's over. Mm. And it's great. Because here, here's again where I think it defies. When Kevin Bacon decides to do the second one, I believe, he's the one who throws the second one. Right, because it's stumpy. Because mm. he thinks he thinks he's going to... Because the way he takes he's like, oh, let, I want to kill this fucker. Yeah, this is the one that got his truck. Yeah. So uh, the first guy I really thought was, oh, he's going to fuck this up. He is going to be the one that screws this he up. He didn't do anything. No, <laughs> it lands. And then... How does it? Oh well, this is gonna be the end of our movie. Wrong. No, he it shoots spits because it. it had shot. It had spit up stuff that wasn't food several times, like an pogo air conditioner, stick, pogo stick, pogo stick. Oh yeah, the pogo stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we totally didn't even mention that pogo stick part, which yeah. was a great little scene. Yeah. But uh, yeah, spits it like, and it goes so fucking high, and it happens to land. For, I mean, uh, oh, hey, it's good. I, it's what it, a shot. Oh yeah, one of the Atlanta Hawks fan. Yeah, it was like, right on the other bombs. Yeah, and. It explodes, and for some reason, our three main characters are the only ones who leave the rocks mm-hmm. and are right in the middle of the field. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is great with, with Kevin Bacon uh, realizing that they are smarter than it, and this is the first and only time in the movie he comes up with a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Granted, the plan fails, but he... It was a successful failure. It was a successful failure. Was yeah. a successful failure. <laughs> oh, and the only thing that, uh, and a buddy of mine pointed this out to me a, a couple of months ago uh, when I showed it to him, because why does Rhonda have the lighter? And, that, and, and I thought, started thinking about that. I don't know why she has the lighter. Because they're like, who's got it? And she goes, I've got it. Wasn't she lighting the fuse for him when they were getting ready to Kevin Bacon was throwing the bomb? Did she light the fuse? Yeah, that's right. I, th- I, th- I think he's right. That's just where I took it. I mean, it. if that's it, then, that's, then that explains it. Although what, what doesn't get explained is Val and Earl take off. Graboid starts chasing them. Rhonda then starts running, and somehow she catches up to them, uh, which is you know, well clearly she's perhaps she's a track star. Yeah, she's already <laughs> shown how good she's in pole vaulting. That's a damn good runner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently she's athletic because of the pole vaulting. Right. But this is one of my favorite uh, movie finales of all time. Uh, like, n- there hasn't been a, a sequel to this movie. That it's has, Duel. That, this is yeah, the Duel. That, that, duel. <laughs> that, that has come close to how cool this little scene is. Which I don't really know what Kevin Bacon's plan really was to, to throw the bomb. And I, I, was like, he thinking he was going to take it and this time swallow it and blow up? Or I, I don't. I don't know because he throws it, but he throws it too far. Right, he throws, he throws it, it behind it so that when so that when it and it's a great effect. it would scare it so it gets faster. I never picked up on that. That that's why it picks up speed. Mm-hmm. You're right because then it starts screaming as yeah. it's coming toward him. Oh yeah. Oh, and that sound is incredible. And it's they do the uh, the vertigo zoom in on Bacon mm-hmm. as it's right. coming in, which is I mean, it, it, um, there's a, probably a real name for that, but let's just call it what it is. It's the vertigo shot. Yeah, that's what I always called it. And the, so uh, Earl Rhonda run out of the way, which is interesting because they're the ones making the footsteps. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Bacon's standing still. But it's scared, so it's not it's hunting. Scared. It's running. It's in a it's in a flight mode. No, right. Graboid. Goes for bacon. Bacon jumps out of the way. Thing careens through the cliff, and uh, of course, there's a pit down below. Oh, and the explosion of that graboid is so awesome, mm-hmm. and the music that accompanies it. Oh, it's a great scene. I have a question since you're the trimmers expert. Mm-hmm. When they blow up 
the the one that they successfully blow up, and its chunks are laying there, kind of open. Mm-hmm. There are three little orbs. There's interesting little things on the ground. If you if you because and it, it kind of lingers on it. Place to me is that the hint of the eggs or something like that? Oh, I thought they were little bubbles. I thought they were bubbles. I thought they were bubbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe just little bubbles because grab boys. Mm, you gotta see the other ones. Grab boys don't carry eggs. Okay. Yeah, if you look at the life cycle, uh, but it's great and. Then there's a callback to the one of the first lines from the movie. It just suddenly hit me. Stampede. Yep. Just, Stampede. Stampede. That's how he scares him in the first it's five his, minutes of the movie. Right. It's great. Yeah. And then we get the end. A uh, little epilogue with them getting tires from Bert. And right. I, I love the way uh, Fred Ward plays this scene uh, with just like getting annoyed with Val and not trying to go for Ron. Right. And resolve that stupid subplot, right? I'm just, <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mentioned it earlier, but I love when he tips his hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just fucking with him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Val doesn't know what to say. He's all, like, goofy. Yeah. And then he just decides to go for Rhonda. See, maybe it'll work. I'll just go kiss a girl without asking her. <laughs> you never know. You never know. We did just go through a traumatic event. Sometimes people are psychological. Isn't that the line from Speed? Yes. Most relationships based on... Yeah. Oh, that's something written. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... And then we get the end of the movie and Reba McIntyre plays us out. Which yeah. I bought so that song last I, night. I'll be honest. I think the original ending is What's so the much better. Ending? Tell us. What's the original they're ending? They're in the truck. They're in the truck and they're going. And the reason, like, he's giving, it's, he's still giving him shit about it, right? He's still giving him shit about not going with Rhonda. Oh, they hint at it. And he, he's like, where's my lighter? He still doesn't have the lighter. So that's why he turns around. Because Kevin Bacon almost makes a face like that, it, you know, it's, it, it. Well, it's there's no fault in turning around and going back for it. Basically, he just does that like yeah. Oh, well, well, and apparently, hurt. this is the uh, fucking they, test audience. Why they change it? No, we need to see them. Kiss. We need to see. I, like, them. I actually like that a lot. Yeah, it's so I, much because better. also the whole point is they can't get out of the town. They that's, can't get they out, out of the, get out the, out the town. Out. The last shot is just the truck doing a U-turn and leaving, and that's it. Credits. That's what is wrong idea. with that? What you know? What, right. That's the ending to me. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> well, if that's the ending, then the name of the movie also is in Tremors, because they they made them change it to Tremors. Uh, the name of the movie oh, originally. Shark. <laughs> that was the working title. Pandagram. Yeah. No, it was Beneath Perfection. Mm. That was the title that they that they had. Not good for a monster movie, but still kind of creepy. Oh. Yeah, I We gotta talk also what this movie is um an homage to, which we didn't. It's the fifties B movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Them, uh, Tarantula. I have, and they made more of these. Gremlins is essentially the same movie. Gremlins sure. is the same thing. It's a little town that gets cut off by a really ridiculous event with monsters. You know. I love the story. Like I love the um, how they come up with the idea. I'm standing out on rocks because I work for the military. Right. And I thought, what if I couldn't get off this rock because there was something in the ground that was wanting to kill me? Those are the best kinds of movies when you can come up with a concept like that. Right. One there. sentence. Yeah. And then you know, that it's a great. It's amazing. <laughs> it, well, it almost had been done before. Uh, Doom. Right. Because mm-hmm. the, the special effects guys in that making of specifically yeah, talk about they, yeah. we wanted to we had to avoid redoing what had already been done with the worms in Doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Steve Wilson, who I know that story yeah. about The Rock, he came up with that in the 70s. Yeah. This movie, these two guys wrote uh, Short Circuit. Well, and that's when Gail Ann Hurge, fresh off of being Terminator. divorced from James Cameron, was wanting right. to separate herself, mm-hmm. you know, told him, like, she hey. She produced this. Yeah, and she's like, you know, you guys made it with Short, short Circuit. Better, you know, unpack those old ideas that you have. Yeah. And this there's, was the first one Land, laid on Land Shark. Land Shark. <laughs> that was the working title. And Ron, sorry, okay. Ron Underwood was just an educational films director. Yeah. 
Yeah, he made little short educational films, and they did not want him for this because uh, Brent Maddock and S, uh, Steve Wilson wanted him for Short Circuit. Yeah, but they ended up get, going with John Badham, right? Because, which which is a better decision, great decision. for that movie because yeah. yeah. uh, uh, Ron Underwood hadn't proven himself, right? And I think, dude, his education's weird. He's like a, a certified doctor, and like, and how do you become a filmmaker? Like, what? <laughs> And I, this this the making of it's on the disc. What's, mm-hmm. what's funny about it is it's clearly made like early '90s, and it is the most boring fucking making of. Because they haven't like they don't cut away to like images from the movie or this or that. It's they just don't, talking to the camera. Yeah, and like it, the funny thing I've well, seen it one time. I, I love Ron Underwood. Bless his heart. He, he talks like with this smile, yeah. with everything, and like I, I get he's an earnest fellow. He's not being pretentious at all. Mm-hmm. There's no pretense at all in anything. This guy seems is like saying. an outsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally. This feels like an outsider movie when they talk to when they just everything about making this movie just seems like you know yeah even Kevin Bacon's come back around because he's he said for years he didn't want to be associated with this movie why the Harrison Ford thing it's the same he thought he was better he he said that he was go him and his wife Kira uh, they were about to have a kid Mm -hmm. and he said he was sitting on the set of Tremors one day and he just started crying because he had done Footloose six years before, mm-hmm. and you know his career was on a path, and then it kind of faltered a bit, and he said, and here I am making a movie about underground worms. This is your best movie. I'll say it. This is Kevin Bacon's best movie. It's his best performance. Uh, the only performance that I, I put close to that is him in JFK. He is oh, amazing. He's very JFK. good in JFK, but that's not close. His movie. Close, exactly. It's not his movie. Like that's like know. saying John Candy's performance in JFK is awesome. Oh no, which so, it is. But that's what I'm just saying. But performance. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Bacon has com- completely come around on this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've seen that direct TV commercial that he did, where he plays like a Kevin Bacon fan, he's like Kevin Bacon's my favorite actor, and he has nothing but Tremors memorabilia all through. He's got a graboid in his yeah. front yard. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like this movie uh, is way better than it has any right to be, and and that was something that the, I read in the book. Over the, yeah. So talk about this book. Uh, well, before I do that, before I forget that story, they were like, we wanted to make a movie that was in an homage to the 50s B-movies that we used to watch on TV when we were kids. But the only thing that we wanted to do different was make the characters more interesting. Because, yeah, if I've, because of this, because of Tremors, I went and saw, I, I rented them. I've seen Tarantula. I've mm-hmm. seen these movies. And they're absolutely right. The characters suck. In these well, and typically in those movies, the Rhonda character, the scientist, is, is the, the main, main character. character. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the beginning of the end with um, uh, Peter Graves. Uh, that's another one. Right. Yeah, it's just these are boring movies that have really clever ideas because those movies were based on the idea of a nuclear fallout from the atomic wars. Right. Everything seemed to result back to that. Yeah. I, I, even Japan did it with uh, Godzilla. Right. But uh, now this book, this book came out, um, it's called Seeking Perfection. It's by Jonathan Melville. And... I heard it's about a Herman's great great uh <laughs> I had the same <laughs> I had the same thought. Now, it came out about 2 weeks before Tremors 5 came out. This guy had been working on this book for like 2 or 3 years and he wanted to chronicle the entire franchise from the four movies that existed at the time to the TV show and then there's like even a chapter about because at the time when he was writing this Tremors 5 wasn't a thing right. but it was a, a conceptualized idea. Right. And it's great. It's great. Uh, Tremors 1 gets, of course, the most attention. Of course. Uh, which it should. And I, I like that it covers the sequels. Like, I, I can't wait to get to that because like, some of these sequels are really good. And uh, a lot of did, people will I'm dismiss curious, it. Because I haven't looked at it. Did, it. did it get nominated for any technical Oscars? No. 
Mm-hmm. I, Isn't that amazing? I, 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 and even like, I, I just would have, I would have pegged it for one of those. Best yeah. sound design. Yeah, totally. Uh, easy. Uh, visual I, effects. I put possibly. visual effects. Uh, I would absolutely put visual effects. Right. Because this movie stands tall to this day, oh, and I think yeah. a lot of these movies do that didn't that you rarely use CGI. Right. Practical effects, for the most part, will never look bad. There's a reason the thing still looks good. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny in that making of? Did you note it? Like, from when you remember, maybe I don't know if you remember this. This was that that thing must have been shot like in '95 because it shows Goro from Mortal Kombat behind them. Yep. Now that's an example of where, like, I think practical effects maybe not so good because that thing. <laughs> oh, let's <laughs> go back back and forth. Goro at at certain times in the Mortal Kombat movie looked pretty good. <laughs> Sometimes it didn't. Yeah, but, Goro, the one with like twelve arms. Yeah. Yeah. But hey. That's a you know that's now a the, tough animal to kind of put together. And that's the right? thing, like words. in Resident Evil Two, because you brought it back up. The second movie, when Nemesis is breaking through the wall, they use a practical effect. Yeah. And it's a horrible dummy that is strapped to the front of a bulldozer, and the camera angle and the editing is so shitty you can see the bulldozer. Ugh. Just like that's one like but, things like that took me right out of that movie. But Tremors Two came out in like '96. Mm-hmm. They cut the budget in half. They had to use CGI uh, for some of the monsters in that one. And only two or three shots don't look quite as good. Other than that, it's stellar. It's amazing the quality held up. Is that the right. one where they introduced the little round ones with feet? The ones that walk. Yes. Yeah, and that's the best sequel. I'll, I, you can stop after two, in all honesty. Even though, like, three, I like three, and five, I think, is better than three. Four, I won't even touch. Unless you, an make, story, uh, well, right? unless you fucking make me do it. Well, well, I don't I, like I think it would be all. fun, because... We're gonna, we, we're we're not gonna have time to go into all the other movies and their plots and everything. I think it would be fun for a future episode. You to, mentioned it earlier. Hit them all. To, to hit them all. Mm-hmm. Hit them all. Like I mean, just talk about you know. I mean, we don't. Have to, we're not gonna get deep into the making of for each of them because it's not that important. No, it's not that important. I mean, but, the thing about the second one that's fascinating is that they cut the budget in half. Yeah. And it made four times its budget back. Yeah. On video. On video. Yeah. Oh, because when I was introduced to Tremors, uh, Tremors Two already existed. So they were they, they were right next to each other, right? And the front cover for that's awesome too, right? And so you know the tagline was "The worms have turned," and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah. Are they the good guys? Because that was great. Because Steve Wilson, they asked him to do it, and he said, "No." He said, "I don't, I can't come up with a sequel to Tremors." And he sat and he thought about thought about thought about it, and then it hit him, the thing he had to do, and I won't spoil it. Sure, but absolutely, he had to do that, or else it wouldn't have been good. Of course, Kevin Bacon went to do Apollo 13. He didn't right. want to do Tremors. But you Which, got Fred Ward. I, uh, I can't blame him. <laughs> Apollo 13 is an awesome movie. Right. Yeah. But uh, to have Fred Ward back for just that movie and to see him play that character again is just the best. Well, Fred Ward really fell off, though, in some of oh, the man, movies. He, had he started had playing... I mean, he, he got shoehorned into later started on. playing, like, idiot's fathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Road Trip, I would Joe say, Dirt. Mm-hmm. I swear, is he not in Sweet Home Alabama? That yeah. Reese Witherspoon I think movie? he is. Mm-hmm. Something like we'll that? Be, where he's well, the dumb dad or something? Like, this guy was Remo Williams. Yeah. Uh, he was in The Right Stuff. The Right uh, Stuff's amazing. Naked Gun 3. I love yeah. him in Naked Gun 3. It, it, it's He's so underrated. And uh, and I think this movie, I think it shows everything he can do right. in, in the original Tremors. Right. Tremors 2, yeah, sure. But the first one, fucking perfect movie for me. That, um, what, it was a very, that, that, 
that release in 1990 is so cool because it was the first time in 14 years there was not a Halloween, yes. a Friday the 13th, Framework. or a Nightmare on Elm Street. So this was basically, if you had a horror movie, this was your chance to strike because yeah. the other ones were not going to be, the, mm-hmm. the, the tried and true tentpole horror the movies guys. are coming out. Do you know that month was Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer as well as, um, what's, the, what's the Peter Jackson one? Dead Alive? Dead Alive with the lawnmowers and the... I, well, the one did he do one before Dead Alive? Creature, which one? It's, is it, it's not Heavenly Creatures. No, no, that came out in the mid nineties. Yeah. I want to see what it is, but yeah, I think that's it anyway. But anyway, it was it was already it was still a packed January of all months, yeah. like the worst January. month. But still, that movie managed to succeed in the box office. Like it did technically, it profited. Technically, yeah, but. Um, well, really exceeded everybody's expectations. It, like I said, it shouldn't have been as good as it was. And I read, I read an article a couple of weeks ago that said that this movie is partly responsible for the the resurrection of monster movies because this was Universal. Mm-hmm. And this was three years before uh, Jurassic Park came around. Hell, it has Ariana Richards in it. You know, she went on to do Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's right, Lex. Right? Yeah, Lex. Uh, and yeah, like, and when I say that, uh, like when I think of monster movies, the ones that I love, yeah, it's Jaws, Jurassic, and this. And it's either this movie or Jurassic, uh, where, I, where I have a favorite. Because uh, Tremors, top to bottom, because the one thing about Jurassic Park that always bothers me is the ending. I'm like, I don't like the ending. <laughs> the deus ex machina ending. Oh, yeah. But Tremors, from beginning to end, it just fucking knocks my socks off every time. I just watched it two weeks ago, and then I watched it last night. Yeah. I, I never get tired of this movie. Right. Ever. So what would you give it on a 1 to 10 scale? Oh, I'd give it an easy 8. Okay. Not, or, you know, I, yeah, i give it an 8. Because it's fun. Mm-hmm. This is like the last. It, it's a fun ass movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you sit down with a group of people that have seen it, you all have a good time. Oh, it's one of those. And then if you sure. sit down with someone who has never seen it, it's still fun as long as you don't ruin it for them. This is this is the part. Right. Oh, hey, here it comes. You know. So, which is me. You can't watch Evil Dead Two for the first time with me. <laughs> so. That's like me. Well, that's me with Army. Mm-hmm. I give it a ten. I really do. That it's for the genre that it's in, and for how well it excels at the at, at its own genre. Easily. There's not a thing I would change about this movie. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't decided. We'll, we'll be announcing on Twitter what our next um, movies for guys who like movies going to be. But as we talk about in the future, we're going to do all of the sequels together because nobody fucking talks about those at all. Nobody ever. Even the second one um, doesn't get any play. Best direct video film of all time. So... It's the Godfather 2 of direct video sequels. <laughs> wow. It, re- it really is. Um, but yeah, we'll praise. tackle that at a future date. But um, the <laughs> next podcast for New Blood, the New Blood Rising podcast will be uh, WCW Super Brawl Revenge. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming up and everything. So you can drop us a line on Twitter. It's the same Twitter as the wrestling podcast at New Blood Pod. Um, I myself, I'm at William Rankin 83. I'm at the Jason Keesler. I'm at CM underscore Stabs. And uh, we'll see you at Super Brawl Revenge. Guess who just got back today? Them wild eyed boys that have been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are crazy. They were asking if you were around. How you was, where you could be found. Told them you were living downtown. Driving all the old.
best she'd got. Man, when I tell you she was cool, she was red hot. I mean, she was steaming. And that time over at Johnny's place, well, this chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face. Man, we just fell about the place. If that chick don't wanna know, forget her. 